Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in Acts 13 and uh, I'm sorry you're still going to have to suffer through me with my cold and my nasally voice, but before we start reading Acts 13, let's go ahead and uh, open with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for this day and for all that you've given us. Thank you for the chance to wake up and praise you, to live our lives with your, with your love, with your mercy and your grace. I just lift up this time, Father, that you would be the one that we, that we would focus on you, that you would speak to us, and that this time would be something that we honor you with, that we'd re- remember that it's you and nothing else that's important. So I lift up this day, I lift up this time to you, and I pray that your words would be what we hear, that our hearts, our minds, and our spirits would be open to you, that we would fellowship with you through the Holy Spirit, and that you'd be honored and glorified. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Verse 1. Now in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menea, who had been raised or brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. The two, men, the two of them, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Cecilusia and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish temple temple and synagogues. John was with them as their helper. They traveled through the whole island until they came to Paphos. There they met a Jewish sorcerer and false prophet named Bar-Jesus, who was the attendant of the proconsul Sergius Paulus. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Then Saul, who was called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elymas and said, You are a child of the devil and an enemy of everything that is right. You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the right ways of the Lord? Now the hand of God is against you. You are going to be blind for a time, not even able to see the light of the sun. Immediately, mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about, seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was amazed at the teaching about the Lord. From from Paphos, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga, Perga to, in Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. From Perga, they went on to Pisidian Antioch. On the Sabbath, they entered the synagogues and sat down. After the reading from the law and the prophets, the leaders of the synagogue sent word to them, saying, Brothers, if you have a word of exhortation for the people, please speak. Standing up, Paul motioned for it with his hand and said, Now remember, this is Paul, who is Saul, who was persecuting and killing all the Christians in Jerusalem. He said, 
Fellow Israelites and you Gentiles who worship God, listen to me. The God of the people of Israel chose your, our ancestors. He made the people prosper during their stay in Egypt. With mighty power, he led them out of that country. For about 40 years, he endured their conduct in the wilderness. And he overthrew seven nations in Canaan, giving their land to his people as their inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After this, God gave them judges until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people asked for a king, and he gave them Saul of Kish, of the tribe of Benjamin, who ruled forty years. After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. From this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel the Savior Jesus, as he promised. Before the coming of Jesus, John preached repentance and baptism to all the people of Israel. As John was completing his work, he said, Who do you suppose I am? I am not the one you are looking for, but there is one coming after me whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and the rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in condemning him they fulfilled the word of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he was seen by those who traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. We tell you the good news, what God promised our ancestors, has he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus, as it is written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have become your father. God raised him from the dead, so that he will never be subject to decay. As God has said, I will give you the holy and sure blessings promised to David. So it is also stated elsewhere, You will not let your Holy One see decay. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. But the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from sin, a justification you are not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish. For I am going to do something in your days that you would never believe, even if someone told you. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of God. Almost the whole city. That's amazing. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy. That's predictable. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, We had to speak the word of God to you first, since you reject it 
and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life. We now turn to the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the, when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jewish leaders incited the God-fearing women of high standing and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they shook off the dust of their, from their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were fi filled with, with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So that ends the scripture reading. But I wanted to cover off or just read a little bit from Tozer. He, he focuses on chapter 13, verse 2. While they are worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And he writes, People say, Are your problems too much for you? Jesus will handle your problems. Are you troubled mentally? Jesus will, will give you mental peace. Do you have trouble at the office? Jesus will help you at the office. All this is true, but oh how far it is from biblical religion. For God was in their midst. And that's the interesting part that he points out. God is in their midst of that early church. What was it that gathered the people together in the book of Acts? They ministered unto the Lord and fasted and prayed. And there in the awesome presence they heard the voice of the Holy Spirit say, Set apart for me Paul, Barnabas and Saul. Now when the church gathers, we're thrown back on our planning our reasoning, and our thinking, when the great and holy God is in our midst. And that really struck home with me, because God's in our midst. But when we're at church, are we realizing that he's there? When we're praying, do we realize he's there? Or are we allowing ourselves in our day-to-day -day hustle and bustle, do we allow ourselves to be confused and dominated by the things that we think are important and we missed and we literally miss the pleasure of having God in our midst so this week as we've been praying and I've been trying to be more a man of prayer I've been focusing on rest and resting in God it doesn't mean that I'm succeeding in it, it just means that I'm trying to focus in it and relax and rest in him and rest in the fact that his presence is with me. We've been, I've been thinking a lot about if I really understood what being a child of his meant and the inheritance and the, what the access I have to him and his strength and his power, if I really understood what it meant, how would my life change? Just like if I understood truly that he's in my midst, that I'm in his midst, how would my life change? So with that, I'm just going to close with a quick prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for opening my heart, my mind, and my ears, and my spirit. I thank you for being with me and fellowshipping with me. When you're the creator of all, you know my name. 
So, Father, I just pray for this day, this day in which you have made. I pray that I'd bring you glory and honor and that you'd watch over us and that we'd bring you happiness, that we would please you. And, Father, I just lift up our families and our friends, our loved ones, and I pray for your safety to be upon them, for your blessings to be given to them, and may they know you and walk closely with you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.